Hello and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, again, is another book you all chose by voting on Instagram. After the last episode aired, I put up another poll on my stories, which you can find at Brutally Honest Books, and this was the book that won with a 75% majority, which is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Like my last review, which was on the book Sapiens, I'm sure that most of you wanted a review on this book since it's another one that everyone is reading right now and talking about, so you're probably curious if it lives up to the hype. It's won all sorts of accolades, it's on bestseller lists, and I believe even Meghan Markle recommended it, specifically in regards to promoting mental health. But for anyone who's unfamiliar with this book, or those who have heard the title or seen the cover of the book but aren't totally clear on what it's about, I'll go ahead and just read a brief little synopsis so you're all familiar with the premise of the book. Between life and death, there's a library, and within that library, the shelves go on forever. Every book provides a chance at another life you could have lived, to see how things would be if you had made other choices. Would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo your regrets? So with that in mind, this is the premise that centers around the protagonist, Nora Seed. The story opens with her somewhere in her early 20s, where she's living a life that's quite frankly depressing. She's estranged from her brother, she has a shitty part-time job, no friends, and she just hasn't managed to live up to the potential she had while growing up. And because of her situation, she decides to take her own life. Obviously, because of that, I'm going to issue a trigger warning for this book on the topic of suicide. But bear with me because I promise the book really isn't as dark as you might think. The author himself is sensitive to the topic since he actually suffered from severe depression himself and is a major advocate for mental health. There's a reason why Meghan Markle and others have recommended it for anyone going through a hard time. But with this in mind, this is where the story takes off. After Nora Seed attempts to take her own life, she ends up in this library, which is a sort of limbo between life and death. And here, she's given the opportunity to experience different versions of her life by opening up any book she chooses. Each book is a different path her life could have taken, and by opening up the book, she gets thrown into it to live it, experience it, and decide whether she wants to stay in that life or return to the library to try another one. There's a bit more to it than that, but that's the general premise, and I don't want to give anything else away. Essentially, all you need to know is that through living and experiencing all of these different versions of her life, she finds out what her life could have looked like, what it still can look like, and in the process, she finds out even more about herself. Like I said before, this book has gotten a ton of praise. Everyone loves it and is recommending it. So that being said, after seeing so much praise and positive reviews for this book, I do think it's a tad bit overhyped. Don't get me wrong, it's a great book and one that I'd give about three and a half out of five stars. I think personally, I've just been kind of oversaturated with glowing five-star reviews. But again, it is a really enjoyable book. The writing is clear, simple, and straightforward. And even though it sounds heavy, it's actually a really entertaining read. 
I loved the sort of sci-fi setting and vibes, which is hard to do when you're also trying to discuss depression and mental health, and then write it all in a way that's accessible to readers of all different ages. Putting all of this in one book can get real hokey real fast, but Matt Haig did a great job doing all of this without it ever being too corny or turning it into a cheap read. And I'm sure this is due to his own struggles with depression, which is something he's extremely open about. It definitely informed his writing in such a positive way. I always think it's impressive when an author can keep the topic of mental health authentic when it's in a work of fiction. But it's also important to note that Nora's depression is situational. If you're someone who's dealing with clinical depression or even situational depression that's more acute, then you might find this book to be a little triggering. But when I say it's potentially triggering, that's not a critique. It's just more something to be aware of. The reason I found it potentially a little triggering is due to the fact that if you're dealing with situational depression yourself and you read about Nora experiencing all of the different ways her life can play out, then you're sort of reminded of your own situation that you might not be able to change or get out of. Granted, not all the lives she tries are better than her current one. A lot of the time they're actually worse in a lot of different ways. And on the flip side, it can also be interpreted as sort of inspirational in seeing how we're constantly making decisions every day that affect the course of our lives, and it's never too late to change your life. And this was Haig's intention. And even if you do feel a little triggered during the beginning of the book, by the end it's heartwarming, optimistic, and it'll have you feeling inspired to live the life you want to live by understanding that it's never too late to make changes or mend relationships. And with all this said, this leads me back to my rating for the book. If you're someone that would identify as an experienced reader who likes things like classics and a higher level of literature, basically if you're kind of a book snob, then you'll probably rate this closer to a three. But if you're someone who reads a lot of fiction or books that sound similar to this one, then you'll definitely rate it closer to a four, which is why I split the difference and gave it three and a half out of five. So with that said, if you're interested in this book, then I definitely recommend picking this up and giving it a read. I think you'll really enjoy it and get something out of it. But if this doesn't interest you, then in my opinion, you can skip it. You won't be missing out on any type of essential must read. But for those who are interested, you'll find it anywhere that books are sold. Like I said, it's hugely popular, so you can easily find it on Amazon or even better at your local bookstore without a problem. In my next review, I'll actually be talking about another book that's easy to get your hands on as well, which is Convenience Store Woman by Siaka Murata. This is the book that actually came in second place to the Midnight Library over on Instagram, so if you voted for that one, then stay tuned for the next review. This was also a really unique book that I really enjoyed, so I'm looking forward to talking about that one as well. Plus, it's really short, somewhere under 200 pages, so if you're a fan of good, short books, then this will be the episode for you. But until then, thank you so much for listening, and as always, be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at BrutallyHonestBooks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. 